Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Are you going on date after date and still not finding the one or getting a text back? Well, you're probably doing something wrong. And I am here to tell you exactly what that is. I'm Lindsay Metzler and I host We Met at Acme. It's a dating podcast that gives you all the rules and guidelines that you need to date successfully. Hey, it worked for me and now I'm married. So you really should give it a listen if you haven't already. And you can also hear the horrors of dating. Everything that you want to hear is in We Met at Acme. So check it out. friends and welcome to the papaya podcast i'm your hostess trying her mostest sarah nicole and each week i'm going to be dishing out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom or something like that so get ready to get inspired get candid get real because we are all in this digital space together All right, everybody, welcome back. This is me, Sarah. You just can't tell because I sound like Marge Simpson. Actually, everybody says I sound like Marge Simpson, Jillian Harris, Sophia Bush, or Phoebe Wufay. I'm here with Becky, neighbor Becky, and Veda, apparently, who I knew was going to do that the second we started recording. But we have a very interesting episode today. Becky, tell everybody what we're doing. Okay, so today we are doing submitted polls. On my Instagram every weekend, people send in their opinions or their issues or a problem that they're having, and we vote on it. So we would like to welcome you all into that, and you can vote along with me and Sarah. Sarah has not heard the polls, so she's not sure what's coming. Yeah, yeah. I watch your polls on weekends. They've really gotten, and I always was like, I thought they would be polls like Pepsi versus Coke, and they're not. They're like very complex relationship stuff and like neighborly stuff and things that don't always have a clear-cut answer, which is why I think it's going to be really fun that we're going to have this conversation live and in real time. And I'm excited to see if we agree on things or not. I do want to share the weirdest one that I didn't include in here, but there was a family who asked this poll. They like to take their hot dogs out of the bag And then before they put them in the water to boil them or barbecue them, they lick the hot dog juice off the hot dog for a special little tasty treat. And everyone lost it over that one. That one was polarizing because there was a few admitted hot dog water suckers. And then the rest of the people were like, what is happening? (laughs) And that's like a family thing. Like they've clearly passed that down to the children. The children do it too. It's a tasty treat for the whole family. 
Oh my goodness. Yeah. I don't know how to, I don't, okay. So hot dog juice, we're not going there. No, obviously. we're not going there. We can't do that. We can't go back down that this road again. This feels like the poop knife. Do you remember that whole Reddit thing with the guy who had a poop knife and he's like, does, does nobody else have a poop knife? And they're yes. like, what the hell are you talking about? And he was like, well, we have a poop knife that if your poop is too big, we have to cut it up in order to flush it. And everyone was mortified. But for this man, his entire life, his whole family, like this is what they'd been doing. Maybe they're on so a septic questions. system. Who knows? A poop knife. <laughs> I can't. Anyways. Just where do you keep it? Where would you store that knife? I've thought about that way too many times. But I also am like, you know what? We keep a plunger right beside the toilet. And that's like, is that all that different? But do you keep it in a special cup? My plunger in the fancy bathroom? No, no, the poop knife. Oh, oh. Would you have like, you know how swords can hang on a wall or like, a pu- like would you like hang it on the wall like a little trophy? I, I honestly can't. Okay, we, we went can't. from hot dog juice to the <laughs> poop knife, which is my own doing, but I just can't. Okay. We've already immediately put off a bunch of people who don't like the sound of this. Okay. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the show. <laughs> Okay, so this is the first poll that a woman sent in, and she had a question about a wedding gift. So this is the question. I went to a wedding one month ago. I found out the couple had split up two weeks ago. The backstory is they decided before the wedding that they weren't right for each other, but they still wanted to have a fun night. They didn't tell anyone at the wedding. They told them after. She wants to know, should I get my gift back? I think it's a no-win situation. You're not going to get the gift back. That's essential. So, so I think you all, you have to digest the fact of what's happened. And I I have a weird understanding on both sides here because I don't agree with what they did. But I also understand if you spent so much money on a wedding and you're like, let's just give everybody a good time. Let's like not ruin this. Like we've already put they've like weddings cost a lot, a lot, a lot of money. So and like if we're really going to go there just because their marriage, quote unquote, didn't last, would we feel the same way about people that maybe made it six months or even six years if it didn't meet the timeline of what we thought we gave a gift to to start their life together? Because getting like splitting up was probably harder than what their life is starting over. So I'm just like, I think it's a loss. Just let them have the gift and move on. But I think that the couple, I don't think they went about it maybe the right way, but I I don't. I don't know that the gift giver has the right to be like, I want it back. And I think there's actually like the etiquette books would say if you get divorced within a year, you were supposed to return the presents. But I don't know anyone who would actually do that. And personally, I think if I go to a wedding and I give a gift and the couple has spent so much money on the day, I wouldn't expect the gift back. I can't imagine. It's like almost like a, is that like betting? It's like you're betting on somebody's marriage. And if it fails, you want the money, like you want the return. That's like somebody's whole life. And like, I was married for 11 years and I still walked away. You get half of what you walk away with, right? So you have half the stuff. I couldn't have, like, I needed, I had wedding gifts. I Veda's like retweeting me in the background with this freaking dog toy that she never plays with, but it's exactly this moment she decides that she loves it so much. No, but I, I, I just think that when people are going through stuff, like people don't get the support going through a divorce, which is like truly when you need the support. I, I would argue more than even when you're getting married or like starting your life because you're restarting your life. You're starting it with like 
emotionally loss and like a physical loss of like your assets. So I don't know. I don't think you can put a timeline on like how long you think that gift should last. And let's be real. Most weddings cost more than the gifts they receive. That's true too. So you're getting the gift of like that night. Kim Kardashian, if you could reach out to us, did you return your wedding gifts after your marriage to Chris Humphreys? That would be helpful for this episode. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, please just just DM a friend of the pod. Reach well, out. It's a different thing when it's like uh, how long, like whose ring is it after you've been together for a certain amount of time? Like, I get that that's a little bit more looser, but like wedding guests, I don't know. If I'm giving somebody a gift, I'm not expecting it. I'm not expecting it back if the marriage fails, even if it's like a day later. I, I just agree. hope that I hope that that money supports you in your life. Whether I will say it once, I'll say it again. Humans over unions. And I hope it supports them. I hope my gift, if we rechannel the way that we're giving wedding gifts, that we're giving them to two humans, that it's not reliant upon the union, whether or not that gift is used. All right, new poll. New poll already. This one has a lot of layers to it. Oh. Last summer, there's this friend group. They always hang out together. Mm-hmm. And the, the one of the women is the one who sent in the poll. So last summer, a group of us, like couples, went out to a bar. The only ones who didn't go that night were the woman who sent the poll in mm-hmm. and the husband of one of the women. Okay. So those were the only two that were missing. At the bar, the wife of the man who didn't go mm-hmm. got really drunk and cheated on her husband. She was kissing another man and groping him. Okay. No one has told the husband that was missing. And now I want to, I being the woman who sent in the poll. So she wasn't there. The husband wasn't there, but she now wants to tell the husband. What should she do? I think she should talk to the woman. Yeah. Uh, There's so many layers. There's so many layers and there's so much wrong here. Can I tell you what I didn't like about it first? Yeah. I didn't like that the woman was drunk and no one maybe stepped in. If I saw my friend doing that, I would kind of pull her aside and say, hey, you're about to make a marriage changing decision here. Do you want to go forward or do you want me to take you home? I didn't like yeah. that there wasn't a lot of that. And also, we don't know this couple's relationship. We Who don't knows? know. We don't know if she's safe. Yeah. We don't know the Open dynamics. relationship. We don't know what they've decided. So I would say that she should go and talk to the woman and be like, hey, like I heard this inform, like I heard what happened. I heard what's going on. Like, do you want to talk about it? Like, can we talk about it? Because like, I'll be honest, I, I really want to talk to your partner about it. But I think we should have a conversation first and give you the opportunity to maybe say that. Not like an ultimatum, but Mm. like, again, like these are two humans. You have no idea what's happening in that marriage. And I think it's so complex because I I know somebody who's been cheated on. And whenever this conversation comes up, she's always like, I wish somebody had told me sooner. Okay. So I I get that part of it and 100%. And I've never been in this situation, so I don't really know. But I I think it would make the most sense to go, like, I, I don't. I think the wrong things have already happened, that everything from this is like, it's all circumstantial at this point. Is yeah. there is there a right path off of something that, like a wrongdoing that happened? Yeah. And is this her, were her actions a side effect of something else that was going on? Or like you said, are they in an open relationship and they just never said? It's complex. So you wouldn't like go I, to the husband. I you would, would go, go to the, the person who cheated. Yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah. I I think it's so weird, too, to have a group of friends and they all know this has happened except one person. If I found out that my husband had cheated and everyone knew but me, I would be— That's the bigger betrayal almost, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. And I think, I think to be fair, like the reality is he's likely going to find out somehow in some way and be like, how can we make sure that you find, like he finds out in a safe setting or that you're supported and like, we can get you through. I mean, things happen in a really, really extreme situation. So that one's, that one's really, really tough. I genuinely, I genuinely don't know my I don't know what I I would do either. I think I would, I think I would like to talk to the wife. I think that's, the best possible It's route. weird, though, that they're talking to her, the girl who wasn't there, and they didn't talk to the woman who was. Yeah. That's what I'm wondering why it's been a... Because when she sent that poll in, it had been a full year and no one had said anything. Oh, wow. And it had just been kind of eating at her and eating at her and eating yeah, at her. Yeah, that's hard. That no one there had gone to solve it. And she's like, well, maybe I just should then. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Mm. Okay, so you're That's going to the woman who cheated to the woman. Yeah. and just kind of opening a conversation, not making a demand or telling no. her, like, you tell him or I will. No, I think I would talk to her and make sure that she's safe, make mm. sure that she has a way to maybe tell him, make her aware that, like, there are people, her, maybe herself included, that have wanted to say something and sort of open it up that way. Maybe she's, like, full of remorse and is, like, trying to figure out how to navigate her life. We have no idea. We have no idea the scenario. She also wasn't there. Yeah, that's true too. Okay. It could be a saboteur in the group that's just telling <laughs> stories. That was the hardest one for me to wrap my head around because there's so many layers uh, to- We need to go back to hot dog juice. I can go with that. This one's hard. <laughs> okay, this is the next one. So it's about naming a baby, but it is also about past hookups. Oh. So it says, my husband and I are expecting baby girl number two. And we only have one name we both like so far, Riley. Problem. We came up with the name Riley because Riley was the name of the last girl that my husband was no. seeing, no. aka having sex with, before we started dating. Why does he like the name so much? <laughs> Question. Is this weird or uncomfortable? We both like the name and we like the way that the name sounds with our last name. So do we look past this history or is this just too much? I wonder what Shane would say in this situation because he's very much about your exes shouldn't define your future. Like you can't base all of your relationships going forward off of things that have happened in the past. And I agree with that to an extent. How many millions of names are there? Yeah. Can you not find something different? Because regardless, even if she's okay with it right now, what happens in like a year if she feels like insecure about, I I don't know, like I just know that I wouldn't feel comfortable. I wouldn't even feel comfortable if I knew that our daughter's name was a name that he'd chosen with somebody else. Like I just watched a Christmas movie and in the movie, he accidentally gives a ring to somebody like the ring gets mixed up and it gets given to the wrong person. And in the end, this like new couple comes together and he proposes to her with the same ring. And I'm like, Ooh. you can't do that. Yeah. Like I, I agree with Shane in the sense that you can't bring your past into negatively impacting your future. But also I think that some things need to be left in the past. And I think that for the other girl involved, could you imagine? I'd be like, Whoa. it's like the Maroon Five situation where he DM'd her. Oh my god! And he said, yes. "Can I name my baby after you?" And she was like, "Woo!" Like, there's just so many names out there, and Riley is a beautiful name, but I think there's other ones that are going to connect that aren't going to have strings to it that pulled from somebody else's history. I don't understand why he feels that I, her. I can understand if she's like had this name since she was 15, and it's like happened to yeah. be somebody from her past, but she's like, "I'm okay with that." But it's weird to me that like he's also like it's the only name I like. I find it interesting that they're both okay with it. So if you're both okay with it, That's I guess what's stopping day. you. But imagine baby Riley being like, so how did you come up with my name? Yeah. And they have to be like, well, daddy was boning a lady <laughs> named Riley. 
And we just really, really like the name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. At the end of the day, it's their choice. They can do what they want, but they are going to have to like figure out what that story is and make sure that they don't. Yeah, come up with something. Please don't tell her the truth. If you're going to go with it. Yeah, I don't think I would go with it. I think we could find another name. Maybe call her Miley instead of Riley. I love Miley, though. There's ways around it. There's so many ways around it. Okay, next poll is someone said, if you notice a friend on social media never likes your posts, do you then refuse to like their posts? Oh, I'm so petty. I've done this. <laughs> no, I've done it. And I, it, you know what? It made me feel crappy because I've been in situations before. Well, I have a friend who sometimes when she's going through different mental health things, she will mute her, even her closest friends because she's just like, I really miss you. And it makes it harder. Okay. And I was very much of like, why are you never supporting me? Like, why do I have all these other people? But like the person, like one of my closest people to me, like, like, isn't willing to do that. Like, that was so hard. Okay. But then when I heard her side and being like, I, I'm feeling really lonely and it makes me really miss you. And I've just, I, like, sometimes I just have to shut it off because it's so much to process. But I also realized as I was sort of going through my feelings before that, I don't want to be the one that's unsupportive. So even if she's not supporting me back and the friendship feels really one-sided, at the end of the day, like, sometimes we have to make those sacrifices. And I realize that for me, maybe it's easier to just be that person. I have somebody in my relational world who, like, isn't always, like, super nice. And I'm like, I, I've just made the decision, like, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be mean back. Like, I'm not going to be that person. I'm going to be the person that is always there. I'm going to be the supportive one. And I can't control how they are. If they're an ass to me, if there's things that are, like, really nasty, yeah. that's a different thing. But like social media, I get it. Like I have, like I don't even know if my sister like likes all my stuff. She's probably <laughs> so exhausted of me. She had to like grow up with me. No, but like I know she's my support system. Like I know she's my people. So I don't worry about that stuff so much. So I would, I don't know. For me, I think like just look beyond of how it makes you feel and just maybe be curious about maybe what they're going through. I just think it's interesting how social media can play into our friendship relations at this 100%. point. Like percent. We talk about it all the time because we're like, uh, like my one friend will like bring something up to me and I'll be like, yeah, I just shared it in my stories today. Like, but then it's like, I'm not in charge of your time. Like you don't, you're as my friend, you are not obliged to watch all my stories and keep up on like the 45 million things I talk about in a day. Like, I think it's important that some people want to have a one-on-one catch up or they don't want to learn about your life from social media because in that same tune, I've had a lot of people who think they know how I'm doing, but right. don't actually know how I'm doing because they're basing it off of watching social media and thinking everything is great. Everything is fine. Somebody must have checked in on her. So I'm sure she's good. Or even if I am upset, be yeah. like, I'm sure somebody has checked in on her. So, you know, she's got all these people. I ha Some people just genuinely want to catch up with you in real life. They don't want to, they don't want to make their friendship social media based. I am guilty of that too, though. If I share something and then Scott two days later oh my God. will send it to me. I was like, actually, I've shared that meme two days ago. Yeah. Were you not where, looking? Where are you? But <laughs> I also have to figure out the al algorithm lately because I thought you weren't posting. I thought you were just like having a day and like not online. And I assumed that you weren't posting anything. And then all of a sudden I saw all of the, I went to your stories and there was like 10 of them. And I was like, what is happening? I watch your stories every day. I feel like I get shadow a banned gone. a lot. And I also <laughs> don't really care about it. So I don't really do anything about it. Yeah, that's fair. But like, I've thought that with like Brie, when she's traveling, I would just assumed that she was like busy that day. And then she's like, are you seeing my stories? And I'm like, no, she was oh, like, she's the person I send the most things to. And I yeah. watch the most. And like, I'm not seeing her stuff. So something things, is up. Things have changed. So I do think it's important for us to check in on each other. IRL. Okay. 
These are more opinion polls now. Mm, okay. So someone has a mother-in-law who doesn't drive. Okay. So her question is, when the mother-in-law comes and is driving with her husband and her kids, they have a minivan, like all nice bucket seats. Should the mother-in-law automatically get the front seat oh or should God. the wife get the front seat? <laughs> I think it should be offered both ways. I think it should be a rotation respectfully. I do think that the mother should feel respected by her children, but I also think that it's important for her to also acknowledge and respect the wife yeah. and her role as like one of the leaders of the family. And so I think that it should be offered both ways. Like I had it last time, you take it this time. Like yeah. sort of how kids play shotgun, like let's be real. Yeah. But I don't think it should be assumed unless there's like a condition where like they're, they, it's hard on their back to get in the back of it or yeah, things yeah. like that. And like if it were my grandparents, I wouldn't even like think about it. I'd yes. be like get in the front seat. So yeah. it really does, it, it is a little bit like dependent. I think it's interesting, too, that it plays into the hierarchy of who's more important. No, it That's does. very interesting that for this polar, it was it was very important to her that she be offered the front seat because yeah. she felt like it's she was being thing. delegated to the back of her, almost like a husband's importance of who's more important to him. Yeah. So it's interesting the way that kind of... And it's funny because around. men don't do that about our fathers. Like, they're just like, oh, thank God. Like, yeah, they're not like, oh, wait, your your dad brought over his toolkit and did that. Like, I could do it. Shane's like, oh, thank God. Like, yeah. somebody else to, like, help. Where, yeah, there is, a, like, a little bit of, like, that hierarchy when it comes. Like, I know firsthand my mother-in-law is super nice but apparently makes a really good lasagna. And I, like, made it my mission <laughs> to be, like, make a better lasagna, which is so unfair to her. Like, imagine that was, like, her one trick pony that she had. And it's I was not. like, no, I'll do it better than you. No one will touch my lasagna. Like, but, like, it, it is a very societal thing that, like, women and their mother-in-laws are, like, put at battle. It's, like, a very strong storyline in movies. It's, like, yeah, it happens Monster-in-law, Jennifer Lopez. But I think about it, too. I remember when Bowden was born and I looked at him and, like, one of the first things that came out of my mouth was, I'm going to ruin you for every woman that ever comes into your life. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, that's so bad. <laughs> but I, I just, he was my sweet little baby boy. And it was just something that I was like, he just loved me so much. And I think I was really used to girls who were like, eh, I don't care. Like, they're just like, yeah. girls love their dads. And like, I don't know. It was like the first one that was like really attached to me. And I was like, I don't care if this messes you up and you love me more than every woman that ever comes in your life or partner or man or whatever. And then as I've gotten older, I'm like, oh, I, I hope I'm a nice mother-in-law. Like, I hope I'm very like, and not overbearing and don't come and try and act like I know anything more than anything. Like, yes, I, it's sort of similar. Like my, I grew up in a childcare setting. So my mom did daycare for a lot of families and there was like that, a little bit of like that side battle of like, yeah. there's the caregiver and then there's the parent. But my mom was like very, very strong on, I'm not going to be the one that tells them about their child. I'm not going to, I'm not going to report to them that their kid now says this word or yeah. that they took a first step or that they did all these first time things because that's like the parent's role. And I think that in that same way, like I hope as a mother-in-law, I sort of take the seat of like becoming the observant instead of the one that knows, unless it's like actually asked of me. Yeah. This really comes down to like a respect. It doesn't need to be a battle. I think we really need to have better conversations around like the mother-in-law relationship. But and I, how we can be good at it. That is one of my huge goals. One, if my yeah. kids choose to marry, I want to be the type of mother-in-law that they feel safe with, yes. that feel, feel comfortable with, that they, yes. they're dying to come to my house yes. because I'm easygoing. Like I just from getting these polls over time, one of the biggest themes is mother-in-law 
father-in-law-in-law's issues. And the issues are intense and they can tear apart families. Like, I don't want that for my kids. Yeah, 100%. And so I do think, I think at the end of the day, it should be offered to both. And I think that it would be important for the husband to say, I just like, even if he is like seeing it and he's like, listen, I know my mom takes the front seat, but like, you're my number one. Just like, no, I love and respect you. Yeah. I think there's ways around it if you feel uncomfortable. I agree. Okay. Cussing in front of your own kids. Oh, the what's poll, the opinion? The, well, <laughs> the poll options were never cuss in front of your kids, some cussing around your kids, a gradual inclusion of cuss words as the kids mature, or is it just a free for all? I think cuss words, I think swearing in general is a very different thing now than it was a really long time ago. My kids are very understanding of the fact that we will swear sometimes, sometimes a lot, sometimes a little. It's like, it's very casual in sentences now and stuff yeah. too, but they are not permitted to do so they can hear it, but they're yeah. not to speak it back. They're not to be disrespectful with it until they're at an age where like they're responsible enough to use it in the right setting, use it in the right setting, be respectful with it. And until then observe when this language is okay and when it's not and like have conversations about that too, because there's some cuss words that are so offensive that in the wrong context and coming out from a little mouth can be like really awful. My kids always had um, their birthdays. They got a free for all day. And the one thing I always want to do is swear. They just want to be able to swear. And the words that they choose are horrifying. I'm always just like, why is this the word? Clearly they're not ready for this, but in terms of- And just to be clear, Sarah's not talking about like an N word or an F word. Those are like bigot words. We're talking about curse words that are a bit more intense. Like starts with C, rhymes with aunt. (laughs) It doesn't rhyme with aunt. It It rhymes rhymes with with bunt. (laughs) (laughs) Spells like that. (laughs) Yeah. So I I don't know. But in in terms of swearing in front of your kids, I never swore in front of my kids when they were little. But then I was like working in a restaurant setting and like everyone swore in the back. And I remember my mom being like, oh my gosh, look at you. You swear now. And I was like, I know I was such a little, like I just never swore. And then now as an adult, I'm like, it doesn't have to be, I don't know. Like, I think it was sort of taught to me like this language was like inherently bad. And I I think as we've gotten older and like society has changed, it's more in the context of how you're using them. It can be bad. And that's all language. So I've just, but I do think that while we're in that shift, kids can hear it and they can understand it, but they can't, I don't want mine to repeat it until they're at a responsible age to do it with the right context. My kids know that the kind of rule has been, I have almost been on the this earth for like 40 years, I can swear if I want to. Yeah. That doesn't mean you get to. And I think the difference for us is like our son is around 13 now. So we like kind of give him more free range to swear. But our rule is you're not swearing at someone ever. Yes, that's a big one. Like, And I I know that's the same for you is that we don't swear at our kids. Like I would never direct a curse word at them in a derogatory way. It's more just expressing myself. And then that has to be the same role for them. You don't get to swear at me or degrade me with swear words. If that's the case, it's done. Yeah. But yeah, I agree swearing in front of kids for me personally is fine. I wouldn't do it in front of someone else's kids or like, you know what I mean? Just to be safe. But my kids, I'm fine. Same, same, same. Okay. This one is, I have always wrestled and fought my siblings, both male and female growing up. Like physically wrestled? Yep. Oh, okay. okay. So now as adults, we still sometimes like to wrestle. We think it's hilarious. When I mention this to other people, they think we're odd. Who is right? So there's like 25-year-old people just at a gathering pull out wrestling. 
I mean, <laughs> so I think it's a little odd because it's not something that'd be normal in my life. I also like if that's something that's fun for you and you guys think it's hilarious and it's harm, it's not hurting anybody. Like have at it. Like I don't care. Like be weird if you want to be weird, but like acknowledge that it is a little weird for most people. It is. You, I don't you're like, like it. you're like no, it's not. Okay. I don't like it. I could just imagine us all at a house party and I'm like. There's Jane and Rob rolling around on the floor together as they do. No, thank you. Yeah, I guess I had it. I had it more like it's like a competition and they're like, I'm like, it's more of yeah. a battle. And at some point, somebody's going to get pinned and it's like an ongoing. Maybe for me, because my sister's 12 years older than me. Yeah. So like we were not wrestling. So I could never fathom like physically going after my sister or my sister kind of doing that to no. me. But maybe if you were like a very hands-on family. But then if we were talking in the context of like all boys, like look at the movie Four Christmases yeah. and it's very normal because they're all boys and they just like wrestle with each other. So maybe it's the dynamic of like, it's just weird because it's girls. I won't lie. At times, Scott comes from a family of there's three brothers. They do that weird thing where they'll play the mercy game where they'll like hold hands and like squeeze and turn oh, them until one person says yeah. mercy. Yeah. I don't get that and I don't like it either. I so. grew up with like one sister and like we definitely <laughs> did not like maybe like pushed and shoved each other. But like I don't I don't I don't think I've ever wrestled with anybody ever. It's like a nightmare of mine because I hate the idea <laughs> of like being overpowered and like not being able to like get out of it. That's why I hate tickling so much. Because you're laughing, but you're not having a good time. I'm delusional, and I think I would be amazing at it. I know I wouldn't. <laughs> Sometimes Scott's tried to wrestle me, and my only move is to do the wet noodle, where you just <laughs> slither to the floor and just try to lay there in submission. So that's not good. But I always think I would be good at it. I mean, that's a great. This is back to you never being kidnappable. It's because you could noodle. Just for the listeners out there, I am unkidnappable. <laughs> Don't, no one can challenge. ever kidnap me. No. You know what? No, it is a challenge. Try it. <laughs> See what happens to you if you try to kidnap me. My head is always on a swivel. I know what's coming from all directions. I carry certain things on my person that would make it very hard for you to kidnap me. That's not even a joke. She really does. Oh I'm always gosh. ready. Always ready. I'm always ready to protect myself and others. Okay, <laughs> next poll. Sorry about that. If you go to your parents' house, do you knock or do you just walk in? Oh, I just walk in. Every time? Uh, unless I'm carrying coffee and I need my mom to help me. Okay. Yeah. I always walk right in. That's my house. I always, well, this is Scott's parents, but I would always knock if they're not expecting me just in case. Mm. You never know what they're doing in their private time. But if they are expecting us, I will walk in. Okay. So even if they're not expecting you, you walk in? Yeah, yeah. probably. I probably knock and open. Right. But, I always just wonder, what if your parents are having sex? Yeah, they're not going to be doing it in the front hallway. Maybe like, they are. Who knows? My kids always walk in the house, though, and I like that. And their friends do it, too. Honestly, the yeah. inconvenience. I don't even like when a delivery person knocks on my door. And I'm like, seriously? I like Because it does happen a lot. There are a lot of people in and out of this house every single day. I hate having to get up and That's like fair. get everybody in. So I think it's... I wonder what my mom would say. I bet you she would say that she prefers me just to walk in too. I bet But my so. parents also were very encouraging of like a bit of an open door policy. They always wanted us to feel welcome. And so like that was, and I kind of want the same for my kids and their friends is that they always have somewhere to go. And yeah. if that's like, if it, I think it does give you the idea of feeling more comfortable and safe if you feel like you can walk in the front door without knocking. Ooh, I like that. Okay. Yeah. If, or no. Giving all wedding guests the option of a plus one, yes or no. This one was highly like argued between people because a lot of people were saying, 
I don't want a stranger at my wedding. But another kind of faction of people were saying, well, I would like everyone at my wedding to feel comfortable. And if that includes bringing someone that makes them feel comfortable, then everyone should have that option, not just mm. someone who's married and gets to bring their partner. Um, I think that it comes down to uh, your numbers and your finances, if I'm honest. Like oh, it costs yeah. like 150 to $300 per guest. So if somebody's single and they're just like looking for a date, that's one thing. But there's often like a singles table or like a group of people that are just there on their own. And I think that that is very valid, especially like I would rather come solo then know that you squeezed your cousin out of the guest list because I needed a plus one. Oh, so interesting. for me, it comes down to the numbers and the finances. But if you're in a long-term relationship with somebody and you're not given a plus one, I'd feel a little, I'd feel a little weird about that. But yeah. again, like context, like what if you only, I think it comes down to the, the couple being honest about the fact that, hey, we would love to give everybody a plus one. We only have so many guests that we can afford or that we have, that are, we're a capacity for. You don't even have to yeah. bring your finances in. Be like, so we wanted to invite our university friends or whatever. We're making a table of each of you. We just don't have capacity for plus ones at this time. And I think that that's fair. Anybody who's gone through the process of like planning a wedding knows it's real hard. People want extra guests yeah. or they have kids they want to bring. For us, we had like a hard cap number and it was really hard to accommodate everything. It really is. And everybody. And I wanted the people that were in our lives to be there more than like a plus one. Right. Okay. So this one is about work and people dating at work, which you might have. I ha Do I have experience in that? Okay. If you and your partner work at the same office or same job, is PDA okay? Or no. is there levels to it? I don't think, I don't think it's okay. Zero PDA. I came from a relationship that I was so terrified would be judged in the office that I think I made a, a harder effort for us to never be noticed as a couple. I didn't want anybody who walked in the, the office to have any awareness that we were potentially in a relationship. Okay. That was for us on off work hours. Like we worked together. It was nice to be able to see each other during the day or like even make eye contact. But in terms of like in the workplace, I don't think it's okay to have PDA. That's a professional working space. And I think that that's like where you keep a professional, if not anywhere else. Again, for me, I was very protective of, I never wanted to look like I was dating for my career. And I worked very, very, very hard to make sure that I proved myself while having a boyfriend that I was dating who was in a different department, but in management. Yeah. And it's still something, it was even thrown at me like a month ago. Somebody was like, oh, you only got that, you only got to where you were because Ugh. you like, and I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> like, do, but it's like an age old tale yeah. of like women being minimized for oh, their work. Oh, you did work well? It must be because. Of a man, because yeah. you did that. So I, I really think that there's like a couple layers to this, but like, don't, I, I think it's, I, if I were the boss, I wouldn't, be appreciative of that because yeah. then I would worry that you're just spending your work day messing each other or like uh, like bringing your relationship into work. I used to work in a restaurant and my boss said one thing that has always stuck with me is when you walk in the doors, just leave it all at the door. Like when you come to work, work. And that mm -hmm. was that was actually like a saving grace for me because it meant that all of my stuff that was going on really got to stay at the door and I got to come and check into work. Yeah. Now, obviously, sometimes there's there's like emergencies that happen and things that blur, but like that's not an emergency. I don't have to kiss you. Yeah. In in the workplace, we can go for lunch together. Shane, yeah. Shane and I would actually go into separate vehicles, leave and go meet for lunch. 
we treated it as if we worked in entirely different jobs while in the same company. The only time we ever came together was for holiday events, like like parties. I used to work at HomeSense and there was this couple always in the break room that would hold hands. And I honestly thought it was cute. But that's off working time. That's true. It was. But, but then I the would create scenarios now. in my head of like them sneaking into those huge yeah. rugs at HomeSense and then like making out. <laughs> and I, my mind went too far with it. But yeah, I agree. It's if it makes someone else uncomfortable at work, you probably shouldn't be doing it. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. And then this one is about gift buying. So it says when your partner buys you a birthday gift or any gift that's really not the thing you wanted, do you say you love it and use it anyways? return it, get the one you actually wanted, or just suck it up and kind of leave it in a closet and never think of it again. Let's say let's say for the sake of this argument, it's a necklace. This has happened to me. Has it? Yeah. What did you do? Did. Um, eventually, they find out that I didn't like it because I never <laughs> wore it. And that's like, that's so hard. I, t- I tried. I made the effort. But like, I think it was like, I, if, if I love something, I'm wearing it all the time. Yeah. And so I think it was like, hey, why aren't you wearing that? And I was like, Oh, um, and I remember saying like, oh, I just don't wear a lot of silver jewelry. And yeah, like eventually they figure it out. And I think that it would have been so nice. I don't know. It's so hard because there's part of me. It depends on the gift. There's part of me that's like, just suck it up. It's the gift. Like they get, they have the right to buy it for you. Like, and I, gift giving is really, really, really hard. But in this situation and how it, ha- how it played out for me that I was going to just suck it up and wear it and not say if I liked it or not. Eventually they figured it out and that made them really sad too, right? And so that made me feel even worse because I know that a lot of money was spent and then I didn't wear it. You're a sweetheart though, because I am a monster. Shall I share with you what I do? Okay. I make Scott show me what he's got me before the event to veto whether or not he should go return it or just give it to me. Or I buy like honestly, I I don't even care if you think I'm a monster. I like the gifts I like, I like to buy my own gifts. Well, that's the one I like to thing buy my own pools. gifts, and I just say, Scott, this is your yeah. gift to me, and he's cool with that. But yeah, there was one time he bought me something, and it came on Amazon, and I looked at it, and I was just like, no, that yeah. could be like you could just give that to me now, but that's not going to be my Christmas gift. Yeah. And Scott was like, honestly, okay, fine. Yeah. Like I'd rather know now. Yeah, and you know what? Like that's the fun thing about the polls is that nobody is like right or wrong. We're just yeah. like I get to have internal thoughts, and hopefully you are too. But one time Shane bought me a gift that afterwards, and I had thought it at the time I opened it. He actually got me podcast equipment because I had was starting a podcast. Yeah, so barely like some years ago, and I guess four years ago, and he got me all this podcast equipment. And later he said to me, he's like, you know what? I, I really thought back on that gift. And at the time I was really excited because I thought I was like supporting your career. But then I didn't realize that I got you a job thing. Like I got right. you work stuff. And that wasn't really a gift for you. It was like a work thing. Okay, interesting. And so he reflected later on the fact that he could have gotten me something maybe a little bit more personal. But again, gift giving is so hard. This is why like this year I don't even want anything. I told Shane the one thing I wanted and then I took it all back because we're just going on a trip instead. And I like that. I'm like, just take me somewhere. Like give me an experience. Like give me intentionality. I, it's all comes down to the meaning behind it, but it is really hard. That and yeah, couples can decide or not. Like either way, they're probably going to find out. Yeah. And couples can decide for themselves what's worked yeah. for them. Like yeah. Scott and I are pretty clear with what we want with each other. Okay. The next one is uh, my husband and I are married, but I want my own bedroom. 
not even just bed, bedroom. I love my husband. I cannot get a proper sleep next to him because of our differing sleep habits. It's about being able to be rested and have my own space and my own like vibe in my bedroom. What are your thoughts on a married couple, but with different bedrooms? Shane would be so against this. We actually sleep really, really well together. So don't relate there. But I, I hard agree that like, again, humans over unions, you are a human being. You've clearly assessed a need you have. Women actually need more sleep than men. I just read that this week. Ooh. So uh, I think she's identifying that she's not sleeping very well, loves her partner. They're great. How can they, I think it's going to come down. I'm going to use the word intentionality again. How can you make sure that you don't lose those certain things that maybe were working within the dynamic of sharing a bedroom? Like maybe those like sweet moments that you have at the end. I don't know. Shane and I always like hold hands in bed. It's yeah. like cheesy, but we hold hands in bed at the end of the day when we have like, you know, at the end of the day when you have like no words left. Yes. We are not spending time together. We're not like watching TV in bed or anything. Like usually we throw on a show. Yeah. He falls asleep within 30 seconds and I lay there for like two hours. <laughs> scrolling everything and stressing about life. But we always have this like moment of holding hands. So for me, Shane's actually brought this up before. No, he has a whole opinion on this. He thought that there should be like a separate cuddling lounge area. And then you go to your different spaces if you're going to have different spaces. I know a lot of couples who do not share bedrooms, like have entirely separate bedrooms. And I think that as we slowly change as a society. We're going to look more and more at the things that were told to us that had to happen and the things that actually work. I love sleeping with my husband beside me, but if I was not getting sleep and it was a struggle, I would probably be in the situation of like, listen, we're good. I love you. Let's find a way to have those like intimate connections in another way. But sleep is a priority. I'm not my best self. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, I'm not a good partner. When I'm exhausted, it's causing me to resent you. This is worse for a relationship rather than better. And then you get to figure out how to coexist in a new way. You get to redefine your marriage and redefine the way that you see relationships. Yeah, I don't think there is any right way to do marriage. It's just what's best for you as long as you're not hurting anyone. Yeah. And then, yeah, if the way that marriage has been since like the 50s or 40s was the way it should be, there wouldn't be so many people that are divorced. Yeah. Obviously, it's a good thing to redefine what works for you. I absolutely agree with that. Okay. Now we're moving on to just fun polls that got sent in. Okay. This woman (laughs) said that this poll like broke her office and it is, does the name Kyle have one syllable or two? Kyle. Two. Kyle. This sent Scott into a tizzy. Scott says one. Kyle. Because you could go Kyle or you could go Kyle. Kyle. Because you have to do enunciate in the middle it makes me feel like it's too kyle you can't not do that but what about the word mile a smile one syllable i would think google it it, i would think it would be mile like one syllable so the name kyle one syllable or two this one is going to be determined by google is kyle hold on this feels like cheating (laughs) one syllable or two so you say it's one i say it's two I actually don't know because what if you have like a Southern accent and you say like Kyle or something? So there is an answer. Okay. Why is a semi-vowel, which means Kyle has two syllables, <gasps> Kai and L. I love that Scott was wrong about this. Oh, this brings me joy. Is your one or two syllable? Your. Your. That's your. No, it's one. Your. Don't take us down oh, this oh, rabbit oh, hole. Oh, oh, oh. What? There's a hold. Okay. This is really confusing. We can't trust Google ever. 
because it says Kyle's pronounced Kyle. Although the name may sound like it's only one syllable, it's a diphthong. What? What is a diphthong? Take to Google again. What is a diphthong? Diff? Diff. D-I-P-H-T-H-O-N-G. A sound formed by the combination of two vowels in a single syllable in which the sound begins with one vowel and moves towards another, as in coin, loud, side. But Kyle doesn't but have Kyle two syllables together. Kyle doesn't have two syllables. Yeah, this is what's really... Or two vowels together. Okay, uh, this poll has broken us too. It's broken us too. Okay, but I what's think your gut reaction? I think it's two. Kyle is two. Kyle. Two. Kyle. I'm on the fence. Okay. Okay, this is a Bachelor in Paradise poll. Ooh. Have you kind of watched the season? Listen, I'm only invested in one couple and one couple only. Is it Brandon and? No, it's Danielle and Michael. Oh, no, no, no. I'm all about. I'm in love with Michael. I needed him to be with somebody I liked. Okay, fair. And I love Danielle. We had margaritas once so, together in Nashville. What? Yeah, we like, we sat down together and like had a whole lunch and we've been friends ever since. Okay, well, color me jealous. I know. That's why I was like, I, but I love Michael. He's probably the only like, him and Joe, I would say, are like, I also really like Matt. There, it's very, I, I don't love a lot of people from the show. Like, I don't feel connected or like okay. I'm rooting for them. They're always just like sort of characters. Right. But Michael, I was so, like, he just seems so genuine to me. And I think that he had a hard season. Um, this time I don't watch like the main seasons. I just watch Bachelor in Paradise because it yeah. gives me a taste of everything. But I, I mean, wanted. like Bachelor in Paradise, he got ripped apart because he just wasn't connecting with that one girl and like ended it. And, and she was lovely though. They were both. She lovely, was lovely, and they but ended if they just it so respectfully, yeah, weren't but right the for producers each other. Definitely angled to let him like have another second chance, and yeah. that's where the Danielle. But like they're working. Like, she's like going to move to Ohio. Like yeah. they're like. It's so cute. They were like apartment shopping. Okay. So if you remember one of the main arguments okay. on Bachelor in Paradise, the poll is, is itching a low-level pain or not? Oh, This my was God. Aaron and Genevieve's yeah, I, big argument. Do you remember? There was, they were in <laughs> such a fight. No, it isn't. Can I say, though, that is to me the most real part of that show because every single fight that Scott and I have been in the majority of time, it's the most ridiculous yeah. argument that we get into over the silliest thing. Junior Monopoly rules. Okay, don't. We can't go back there. <laughs> but that's true. Um, Is I, itching low-level pain? No, I don't think it's a pain. I think that it's a irritation, which okay. is not pain. Pain has to register. It's like it's like it's tickle a pain then, if you're going to say that. Interesting. Because it's, a, it's something that is triggering the nerve endings. But unless you're cutting them, there's not actually pain to that. So if I have like, if my fingers have fallen asleep, mm -hmm. there can be a little bit of a pain sensation when they come back, but it is not the same as if I get a paper cut. Interesting. If my palms are itchy, it's an itch. It's like a sensor. But it's what if it's so itchy thing. that you're like, feel like you're scratching off your skin? Well, I think it can become painful because okay. you've created pain. I think it, it's a sensory thing, right? Like okay. itching, tickling pain. These are all things that are like a way that we sense. So I think that what's getting con confused here is whether or not it's all lumped into pain. And I don't think it can be. I okay. don't think the way that you sense things can be. I'd be curious what Google says to this, but Bachelor in Paradise, we've solved it for you. I'm going to Google it now. Okay. Actually, yeah. Because I'm curious is to see from a doctor's itchy. perspective. I love that this podcast has turned into just Googling things. Because now I'm I'm worried that like oh, a doctor oh, oh. would 
What? Sorry, go ahead. No, say it. Once thought to be a low-level form of pain, itch is instead a distinct sensation with a dedicated neural circuit linking cells in the periphery to the from of the body to the brain. A study in mice suggests. Suck it, Aaron. So the, here's the, here's again. This is why the polls are so cool and important. Is because they're actually both right. Because it has been considered for a long time to okay. be a low form of pain, but new studies are showing that it could instead be a distinct sensation with a dedicated neural circuit linking cells in the periphery to, of the body to the brain. Okay, Erin, you're wrong. <laughs> Is it rude to have loud wind chimes if you have close neighbors? This one sent people into a tizzy. Oh my God, do you not have windows and doors? Like wind but chimes? You can hear them. The other neighbor can hear them yeah, when they're in their bed. birds outside too. Oh, I, I think we're going to have to have. <laughs> I do. I I don't know. Like I just, I don't. People brought this up about even our Christmas lights. Are they too bright for your neighbors? And I was like, well, what? that's There's a blind situation. Safer. But the same with like a window being open or closed. Like if we. They if can it was, hear it through the closed windows, these wind chimes. They're very strong. The lady was very clear about this in her bed with her window closed. She can hear her neighbor's wind chimes and it's hard for her to get to sleep. Okay. But I mean, yeah. So in that situation, I would maybe bring it up and be like, I don't, I realize you probably have no idea that this is happening, but the wind chimes are so loud yeah. for a house. Like, would you mind relocating them? Even not just getting rid of them. Like, is there any way that they can be in a different location? But like, it's still. It's hard because it's someone's property. Like, like they have chimes, a right to chime. A, that, But that's the thing. If they say no, that's. Well, yeah. It's the same with a dog barking. Or like, like so, if you're in an apartment and someone upstairs is having loud sex all the time. That was a poll too. She was very perturbed by the constant sex that was going on above her. I used to have neighbors who did that, and I loved it. Really? <laughs> that was hot. <laughs> I also was always like, whenever I saw them in real life, I was like, I know what you say to each other. <laughs> I loved it. I think they did it on purpose, which Whoa, is fine. They were bringing you in. They were bringing okay. me into the fold. Peeing in the shower, yes or no? Yeah. Honestly, I've done me it without too. control. I <laughs> I'm almost like aggressively pro-peeing in the shower. I don't care if it disgusts you. I feel like it saves time. And everyone who says it's like not clean, no, no. I don't know how you're so peeing clean. down your legs. No. You can it's move your than... body in a way that you're not peeing on yourself when you pee in the shower. Okay, so one thing after having a baby, it's like really hard to control that while you're like relearning your pelvic floor. So like it's also uncontrollable sometimes. Secondly, we have a bidet now. After we went to the McCarvels, oh, we had I'm a bidet. So jealous. Yes, we have. We've had the whole bidet conversation on the podcast before. But here's the kicker: now that we have one. We don't know how to function without it. <laughs> so much so that when we were in LA together, we, I was like, I, I have to shower. I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> People think that's relating just to poop. I can't even, like, I, I will obviously pee and wipe, but it is so much cleaner to rinse yourself off. Right. The feeling of being rinsed off is so nice. So in that way, I am not against a, a good rinse, a good clean, like, that's just perfect. If not proactively cleaner than going on the toilet, peeing, and then cleaning yourself off and going back in. A lot of people don't like to do it, but I do. 
It's okay. fine if you don't like to do it. I just don't think you can judge other people for doing it. Thank you. There drains into the ground the same way a toilet is. If you're peeing on the walls or it's like <laughs> leaving anything, like maybe that's different. But like, come on. Who's peeing on the wall? I don't know. I don't have a dick. I'm sure that men could pee on the walls. Oh, yeah, that's true. I wasn't thinking from that perspective. Yeah. They get to pee anywhere they want. If you went to a bank machine and someone left their bank statement, would you look at it to be nosy and see how much money they have in their account or throw it in the garbage for them? Uh, I think I would just throw it out. I, I, I don't know. I just genuinely don't care about what other people have in their bank. Yeah, accounts. I'm the same. But a lot of people were very like curious. No context to it. So like even if you looked at it, there's still don't like know it's just who a the number. person is. It's just like, a yeah. I would much more want to know what they're spending it on. If there was somehow a yeah. list that could come out and tell me like how much tampons they're buying. Yeah. Their what, credit like, card statements. Oh, where they're I would shopping. love to see I, that. That kind of stuff I'd be curious about. Okay. There's only two more little ones. So this is vampire related. Mm. If you live in a house and a vampire obtains permission to enter, so they're allowed to enter because you've given it, but then you sell the house, does the vampire need to get permission from the new owners or is the permission to enter not dependent on the new tenant, rather just they've got permission to enter this house? And does the permission follow you to your new abode? Vampire facts. This is a you question. What is your I, thought, though? I feel like it's attached to the house. Interesting. So if you give a vampire permission to come into this house, but then you move, a vampire can still come into this house. Yeah, you'd have to remove the next. They would have to be like, I now remove the permission. Oh, so they you. have to revoke it. It's like when you have a house and you've given people keys and you're like, I have to take the keys back. You have I to say, revoke the invitation before you leave. I say it's like a deed. So I feel like if you gave a vampire permission, but then you sold the house, it's like done and they have to get new permission from the owner. Mm. We don't have a real life vampire we can ask. So this <laughs> is sadly going to go unanswered. I have seen this. I have seen this argument come up before, though, in terms of like it, it happens across like so many things, like when zombies and stuff, like I'm always confused, like how some of them can run and other of them like and they're like little degenerate, like muscles are falling off. Like who's making the rules? Here? I know that's what. I hate it when someone says there's rules to zombies or rules to werewolves and vampires. No, there's not because they're made up. You can make whatever rules you want. I had a I had a conversation with Shane this week. That if if you believed in reincarnation, which mm -hmm. we don't, but if you did, yeah, sometimes I'm like, wouldn't that be interesting? Do you think that it just is like somebody who immediately dies and comes back as somebody else? And does it come back in the womb or does it come back at birth? Right. Or do you think that they just like live in a weird, like timeless place until they're popped until their into soul existence? Is popped into a new thing. I don't believe in reincarnation. I know, but that's but it's interesting. A, it's an interesting theory to yeah. bounce around, right? Yeah. Okay. And this is the last one. Okay. It's a bit of a story. Ooh. I was swimming lengths this morning in the slow lane, and this man was swimming faster than me behind me. The lane was quite narrow, so it was hard to overtake. So this man literally dove down and swam underneath me to overtake me. I think this is absurd for so many reasons. I pulled a face, and he said I wasn't using the water underneath me, so it was a reasonable thing to do. Who is correct? I think the guy. What? Sarah. What was he supposed to do alternatively? Get out Splash and go to a faster lane. Oh, is there different options? Yeah, I there's thought like it was a medium lane one. and a fast lane. 
I he understand. just wants I to be the fastest just, in the slow lane. I thought there was just one lane and she's trying to use it slowly. And the guy was like, I'm also here using it. I'll just respectfully go under you. Can you imagine swimming though? And then just someone appearing underneath you to overtake you. I just don't think I care. Oh, I would care. <laughs> I don't know why I would care, but I would aggressively care. I care about weird things, but not that. No one better ever swim underneath me. I also just like you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's my own space in the water. Oh my gosh. You can't own a pool. <laughs> in your pool. No one better swim underneath me in Sarah's <laughs> pool. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, is that the polls? Are we done? That's it. We're done. I love it. Oh wait. What is the topping on a hot dog? That's okay. What? Because you hate the hot... We have to end on a hot dog. Is mayo on a hot dog okay? Okay. This is for Brianne. Mayo on a hot dog is disgusting. But another interesting thing, what is the correct way to put on the condiments? A straight line? <laughs> There's a condiment. I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> With a hot dog? No, ma'am. Uh, like a straight line? A little zwiggly line? Or do you like smear the condiments so that they're all mixed up on your hot dog? Or do you only have one condiment? Honestly, the new way that bottles squirt out is yeah. like such an aggressive, like yeah. you have to wait for like the thing to like the little the little condiment anus like pucker out. <laughs> well, I don't think we needed to call it an anus. That's I'm never gonna is. unsee it. But now it's like a little like, dog. You have to like <gasps> and so now you Ugh. can't do a squiggle line with that going on. There's too much pressure. You have to do a straight line. So if it's old school condiments, you can do a quick little drizzle across, have a little fun with it. But normally it's like straight line, straight line. Well, straight now line. I do something that I think you're gonna think is gross. Inside the hot dog bun and then put the, the hot dog on top? No. So I, everything's encased? I put the ketchup on, but then I smear it around with my finger <laughs> so that it gets over all like inside the bun and the hot dog. The thing that bothers me about this is I know you're talking about Costco hot dogs. Yeah. And so you're doing it with the hands you just shopped with around a public location. Well, I would wash my hands and it's also the 7-Eleven hot dogs. Oh, no. I find them to be delicious. I'm fingering my hot dogs. I didn't even think of it like that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, everyone, thanks for listening. I'm so sorry. We started and ended on the worst notes We possible. did. Hot dog sucking water. And then I finger my hot dog. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, it's everyone. Awful. Hope you don't gag. Well... This isn't this isn't a series. This is something you do on your Instagram stories. It's really fun. But if you wanna, maybe we do a future one where people can call in. We have a new call in option, and yes. I have to figure it out. But I think that'd be really fun that people can call in. Yes, their polls, and we'll do it again. But we need feedback from everybody. So if you go into the Instagram where you see this episode, let us know if you want more polls. If you want a call in episode. Or just tell us how disgusting this was and you never want to hear from us again. Exactly. I want to hear from people, though. That would yeah. be so exciting. It'd be so fun. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming over. Thank you for, she has like a little novel book of all her polls. So thanks for sharing in this. I love that we've unpacked some drama here. Always. some pettiness. All the things. I bid you good day. Okay. Goodbye, everyone. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening all the way through this episode. If you've made it this far, I have one more little thing to share with you. Did you know that I actually have a photo and video editing app? So many people were surprised to hear that I have one, but it's actually been around for a little while and you can join over 200,000 of the Papaya community by downloading my free app, 
pink papaya on iOS. While so many apps focus on changing your appearance, pink papaya is all about celebrating yourself for exactly who you are and expressing your creativity and your storytelling with nearly 50 free filters and tools. Find us on social and share your edits as well. We might just share them too. So tag me as well at pink papaya app. Just had to share that with you, especially as the springtime's coming. We've got some really cool things happening in there and so much more coming. Check it out at Pink Papaya app. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find us on Instagram at the Papaya Podcast. And if you loved what you just listened to or know somebody who would, please share it. Simply screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it to your Instagram stories. And don't forget to tag us. Last but not least, if you'd like to lend your personal support to the podcast, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be oh so grateful. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of the Papaya Podcast, and we'll see you then. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.